Good morning, good morning. We welcome you here to the Ronald Salem Missionary Baptist Church, where our motto is the end of your search for a friendly church. We are so happy and we are so honored and humbled that you would make time to join us in our worship service today, uh, May 31st, the fifth Sunday in the month of May. And before I go any further, I want to certainly thank uh, Derek uh, Buffalo and April Allen and Miss Jasmine Smith and Deacon Woodrow Hardy for being here with me on today and making sure that this word can go forward. Also want to wish a happy birthday to those of you born in the month of May. I know it's the last uh, day in the month, but I promise you that uh, it truly for me is uh, better late than never and uh, charge it to my head and not my heart. Uh, with that said, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to share this word and Holy Spirit, use me as you will to preach with clarity and with conviction. I pray that spiritual hearts and minds will be fertile ground to receive the word and that we will be empowered and motivated to do your word and not just be hearers. In Jesus' name, amen. Our scripture text today is from the book of St. Matthew in the New Testament, St. Matthew chapter 23 and verse number 23. St. Matthew chapter 23 and verse number 23, and I am reading from the New International Version. Jesus is speaking here in verse 23. Jesus says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. Amen. For just a few minutes, let us reason together from this thought. You might not be a Christian. You might not be a Christian. George Floyd, Ahmed Arbery, Breonna Taylor. These names have been in the national headlines recently. These three African-American United States citizens were unjustly and horrifically killed. George Floyd in Minnesota, Breonna Taylor in Kentucky uh, were both killed by law enforcement officers. Based on what the public knows at this time, there really are no plausible, no really believable reasons to explain why police officers killed either one of them. Neither Taylor nor Floyd was committing a crime or resisting arrest when the police used unreasonable deadly force. Ahmed Arbery was just jogging through a neighborhood when he was followed, confronted, and killed. The police officer who actually killed George Floyd was white. 
Breonna Taylor was killed by three white police officers. Ahmaud Arbery was killed by a white ex-police officer and his son. Now, I'm purposely identifying the race of the victims and their killers because I do truly believe racism played a role in each situation. I also believe these three black people are victims of long-standing systemic injustice. In the United States, systemic injustice has always had dangerous and deadly consequences for black and brown people. I want to be very clear to everybody who may hear this message. I am 100% pro-law enforcement. I have great respect for the women and the men who wear those uniforms and who deserve much more appreciation than they get a lot of times from the citizens that they protect. But when law enforcement officers break the law, I believe they must be held accountable in the same way that we as society demand that people in other professions be held accountable when they break the law. Most of us know by now that the police officer who killed George Floyd has been charged with murder and manslaughter. Uh, charges are still pending, perhaps, for the other three officers who stood by and did nothing. But the charges against this officer only came after several nights of deadly protest in, in Minneapolis and, and other cities around the country. And I, and I got to be clear about this as well. I do not condone violence and looting and destruction of property in any way. The people who are doing those things are wrong. They should be caught. They should be prosecuted because that's not helpful in any way. And that certainly has nothing to do with honoring the memory or trying to get justice for the death of George Floyd. It's interesting, though, that the protesters were from many races and ethnicities and and most of the ones out there protesting are probably not saved people. They're probably not Christian folks. But they were united in their call for justice. After seeing the outrage of unsaved people, I started to wonder, what are Christians saying about George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmed Arbery? Last Thursday night, I, I turned to TBS, the, the Trinity Broadcast, uh, it's actually TBN, the Trinity Broadcast Network, TBN, the Trinity Broadcast Network. And, and I watched four Christian pastors and leaders talk about these most recent unjustifiable deaths of black people by white people. I publicly want to thank Matt Crouch. I don't know if his title is the president or, or, or the executive officer of the TBN network, but I want to thank him publicly for addressing this issue. And I have to say in full disclosure, recently I have become very disillusioned and, and, and really kind of put off by TBN because I felt that there were too many uh, programs in which uh, TBN was pushing an agenda that in my mind was, was not uh, a balanced view of how we should look at all the different things going on in this country, and particularly with our current president. 
But I will say this, even if I never meet Matt Crouch in my lifetime, I certainly want to publicly thank him because he gave the okay for that conversation to happen. The three ministers, uh, three of those four people on TBN Thursday night, were three of them were black and there was one white minister. And in their conversations, these men agreed that systemic injustice is at the heart of a culture that supports the belief that some lives are more valuable than others. Christians, those who call ourselves Christians, we're supposed to be followers and imitators of Jesus Christ. Matthew 23 and 23 is indisputable. It is absolutely clear. Jesus Christ cares about justice for all people everywhere. In, in this one verse, Jesus confronts and he chastises church leaders because they clearly didn't understand that God wants us to care about the law and all of it and not just the parts of the law that we choose to obey. Amen now. Jesus wants us to care about all the law and not just the parts of it that's convenient for me or the parts that I like to obey. The church leaders, Jesus said, did a great job of tithing, which made them look good and made them feel important. But Jesus said they neglected the most important matters in the law of Moses. He named three things specifically, and the very first one he named was justice. Now, there are many Bible verses on justice or about injustice, but I want to share these five with you right now. From the NIV, Psalm 140, verse 12 says, I know the Lord secures justice for the poor, and I think that includes the poor in spirit. And he upholds the cause of the needy, those who are not only needy for material things, but those who are needy or in need of justice. From the New American Standard, Proverbs 21 and 3, to do righteousness and justice is desired by the Lord more than sacrifice. Amen. That's what Jesus was chastising these church leaders about in Matthew 23 and 23. From the NIV again, Proverbs 21 and 15. When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but it brings terror to evildoers. Amen. From the NIV again, Proverbs 28, verse 5. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord fully understand justice. From the NIV again, Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. Church family, let me just lay it all out there for you all. I I'll tell you what's bothering me about the killings of George Floyd and, and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and, and so many others, beyond just the fact that all of it is wrong. Here's, here's what else that's bothering me. 
I don't believe there is enough righteous indignation coming out of the mouths of Christians. Amen. Amen now. I mean, I know some are saying some things, but I don't think it's anywhere near as much as it should be if we call ourselves Christian. There should be no way that unsaved people should care more about justice than the body of Christ. Amen. But that seems to be the way it is. From what I can read online and comments I'm hearing people make, um, that seems to be the way it is. Unsaved folks care more about justice than we do. If you care about justice only for people that you think are worthy of justice, you might not really be a Christian. Amen now, it's tight, but it's right. I know there are some Christians who are upset, maybe even angered by the death of George Floyd. Some of us understand that systemic injustice continues to be a spiritual stain on American history. But being upset and silent is not enough. What are Christians willing to do about systemic injustice? The Bible says faith without works is dead. So I want all Christians for just a few more minutes to to think about what I'm about to say. If you are willing to speak out against the killing of unborn babies, but you won't speak out against law enforcement killings of unarmed, nonviolent people of color, you might not be a Christian. If you're willing to use your influence to help someone who looks like you get a job, but you won't help a more qualified candidate who does not look like you get a job, you might not be a Christian. If you're willing to protest to keep a strip club from being built where you live, but you're not willing to protest to keep a strip mall from being built where poor people live, you you might not be a Christian. If you won't say the N-word because you believe it's offensive, but you won't say anything when a family member or a friend says the N-word in front of you, you might not be a Christian. If you're willing to give money to feed starving children in a foreign country, but you're not willing for your tax dollars to help feed starving children in your own country, you might not be a Christian. If you believe that Jesus loves gang members and prostitutes and murderers, but you do not believe that Jesus loves lesbians and gays and bisexual and transgender and queer people, you might not be a Christian. If you believe that Jesus forgives you for the wrongs that you have done in your lifetime against his holy character, but you're unwilling to forgive people for the wrongs that they have done you, you might not be a Christian. As I close, I I remind all of us that Jesus Christ is the God of love and grace and mercy and forgiveness. But he's also the God of justice. 
He expects Christians to stand up and speak out against injustice wherever we see it, no matter what it may cost us. And I understand very well to stand up and speak out against injustice, saved or unsaved, it's going to cost you something. We are the righteousness of God. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 21 says, God made Jesus who knew no sin. God made his son to become sin for us so that through our faith in Jesus, we become the righteousness of God. It was an injustice that Jesus died for all humanity, but he was willing to die for you and for me and for everybody else because he wanted to make us righteous, bring us back in right standing with God the Father. And because, Christian brothers and sisters, because we are righteous, we have to seek justice for everyone. When we do that, we become the salt and the light that Jesus Christ calls us to be in this sin-filled world, in this dark and dying world. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you now for the Holy Spirit dwelling within each of us. And my simple prayer, Lord, is that the Holy Spirit will convict the body of Christ, beginning with me, because I haven't spoken out as often as I should and spoken out as loudly and clearly uh, with conviction as I should have. And I pray that in my being convicted, others will be convicted too to see that the issue is not black or white. The issue is justice. Let us all in the body of Christ be willing to speak out clearly and loudly and do what we can do electorally or any other way without breaking the law to bring about an end to the systemic injustice that continues to plague America from the White House to the State House to the County Courthouse. Let it be so. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are not saved today and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, if you want to become the righteousness of God, there's a prayer that you need to pray and I will lead you in it. Will you please repeat after me? Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you now to become my personal Lord and Savior. I believe that you died for my sins and that you were raised from the dead. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you pray that prayer according to the Bible now, you are saved. You have joined the body of Christ, and you have brothers and sisters all around the world who will be praying for you and who will do whatever they can, most of us, to help you in any time of need. So welcome to the body of Christ. Heaven is your home. And now while you still live on this side of eternity, ask the Lord to show you clearly what it is he would have you do to help bring justice to this world. I'm going to give the benediction now. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth and forevermore. Amen.